Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Firm Returns Weekly. I'm afraid this week I'm a little bit under the weather, so um, if you get any abrupt, well, I'll try and pause it <laughs> before I uh, I sneeze or anything like that. But um, yeah, so if there's sudden jumps in the video or whatever, you'll you'll know it was because I paused it to save you the trauma of watching me blow my nose. Um, yeah, so this week. Uh, we've got a couple of updates on one of us discovery and tiny build so quite a few on each one so quite a bit to get through but not not so many companies in the portfolio this week um just a reminder um to anybody that's only listening to them uh only seeing these on youtube uh there's also a newsletter so if you like the written stuff that will come out to you can sign up over on firmreturns.com and that's what you'll see when i share my screen as well um that you can you can sign up to there and you'll get it in your inbox there's also two other newsletters on the site that you can sign up to um portfolio updates so every time i buy or sell a position it will be I'll, I'll put out an update which you'll get so you can see um the exact uh monetary amounts um as well so um you know exactly how much stake i have in different companies and so on um and then there's also if you just want the audio as oh, so yeah, the other the other newsletter is uh stock analysis newsletter which are when i, I do these bigger longer form write-ups you can see some of the older videos or podcast episodes the ones that are like two or three hours or whatever um are where i've done an audio or video version of me reading through one of the long write-ups but they're typically sort of i think my longest one was about ten thousand words but um five thousand seems to be a fairly standard length for them um and yeah they obviously go into a lot more depth it's a proper deep analysis on individual companies as opposed to these weekly updates which um which are just a you know an ongoing tracking of the positions and looking at whenever earnings come out whatever just quickly glancing over them but not really um doing any detailed analysis so yeah those two and then finally just to mention that if you just want the audio version you're not really interested in watching any of the video you can get the um they're all on podcast players like spotify um google podcasts uh i think on amazon music are the main ones and then lots of other ones i don't think they're on apple but um yeah all those those main ones which you should be able to get across whatever phone or whatever you're using so um yeah so you have a look on there for firm the firm returns podcast and uh you, sh you should see me and I've, I've shared all these things they're all available on my site you can easily find links to them from there and on twitter and other places so right let me just share my screen and I'll get into the meat of this update. So let's have a look. Do this one. Okay. So starting off here with some Warner Brothers Discovery news. And the first thing to talk about is Mortal Kombat 1, which released earlier this week, I believe on the 19th, which was Tuesday. Um, so released on Tuesday this week. And it's got off to a strong start. Um, it's had a peak in, uh, 
so using the data we can see on Steam, we had a, a peak concurrent player count on the day of launch was 38,129, which is actually quite a bit, well, not not a lot higher, but it was higher than the um, the previous entry in the series, which was 35,147, um, it's, its peak concurrent player count. And it's been holding pretty firm in the days since, it's sort of comfortably above 20,000, normally about 24,000, I think is the lowest it's got to on a, as a daily peak so far, but it will obviously come down. Um, so yeah, really good numbers. And, and as just as a reminder, the first, uh, the previous game, Mortal Kombat 11, sold over, I think, 12 million copies in its, in its first two years of launch. So obviously we've got a, a way to go before we get to the two year mark i'm sure most of those came fairly upfront those sales um so yeah that's if we're all, if we're looking good as a comparator for what it could maybe do long term um and reviews are, are looking pretty good i think a little bit lower than the previous entry from steam but still around about 75% of the reviews and there've been 5654 of them so far um have been positive so it's very good and it's still in the top 10 bestsellers and it's spent most of the time since its release in like the top 5 I'd say um but we're also we should get some numbers as to um where it sat in the rankings of UK the UK boxed charts they call it um which is the physical copies sold in the UK. It's quite a a useful um, guide as to how well it's done in console sales because there's obviously still quite a lot of physical copies sold for consoles. Um, so, yeah, we should get the figures for that. Um, maybe mid-next week we'll find out how it did this week, where it sat in the, in the rankings. Um, yeah. Hogwarts Legacy, I think, was the the top for for the uh, the prior week, so it's that's still rocking in the uh, in the rankings for um for consoles and uh, physical copies sold. Um, so yeah, just given these numbers we have here, I'd I'd give like a rough estimate that maybe it's done two hundred fifty thousand copies sold on um on Steam or or PC more generally because most of most of pc sales are done on steam um and that would be factoring in that you know there was quite a lot of pre-sales done quite a lot were done uh people got the premium edition iOS on you know i think uh 250 is probably a pretty good ballpark um estimate could be um could be less could be more but i think it's i think it's um It'd be well on track to to cross the one million copies sold mark across all platforms, including consoles, pretty soon if if it hasn't already. Obviously, we're still just in the first week, but um, yeah, I'd expect to definitely to cross a million within the first couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, that's that, and there was also um also there were on the gaming side of things for Warner Bros. Discovery. Um, there was a, so I don't, with the competition market authority um, investigation that's been going on because of the Microsoft Activision Blizzard um, deal, 
there there've been some some leaks of some the Xbox is uh, Microsoft allowed to provide some of its Xbox data to um the various parties involved in investigating and decide making a decision as to whether the, the merger the acquisition can go ahead um and some of this quite a bit of this is data has been leaked so we are able to see it and um some of this data relates to the estimated costs for basically Microsoft or Xbox securing games for the Xbox Game Pass, um, specifically AAA titles here. So, um, and, and there were some, there was, I think, four games in there that uh, in, the, in the list that were Warner Brothers Discovery games. So um, it's kind of a thought it'd be interesting just to mention some of these. And like I say, you can I've given a link here to the full article you can go and have a look at as well. But yeah, the the first two were Mortal Kombat 1 and which is obviously just released, and then Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is set for release on in February next year, I think. And both these games are are um very big games. What of Mortal Kombat 1 is a Nether Realm one and um Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is the first sort of rock steady game since Arkham Knight, which was obviously very acclaimed. Um, so those two games were both given estimates of two hundred fifty million dollars, and obviously I don't know whether they are actually. There's been no announcement as to whether they will be, whether you know there has been such a deal formed, but that's kind of Microsoft's estimate of what they think they'd have to pay to get either of those games. So it's $250 million each to get them listed on Xbox Game Pass. Obviously, still, they'd be sold um, individually. Um, but, yeah, that's this is for people to just be able to, anybody that's subscribed to Xbox Game Pass, to be able to, to download them and play them for free um, with no extra fee beyond their subscription price. Um, and then we also got uh, given some info for Gotham Knights, which was the game that came out in 2022. Um, I think it was um, Warner Brothers Games Montreal, Warner Brothers Studios Montreal, something like that. Um, and this game, I don't think it did quite as well as um, there was. It was compared to some of the. Um, Arkham games that had come before it um, and it was quite different it was much more uh, it had multiplayer aspects and what have you and I don't think um, I'm, I think it probably did okay but I don't think it did anywhere near the success of the other ones but anyway that, to get this game put on there they're looking to pay 50 million dollars um, and interestingly they actually announced um, fairly recently as his Xbox announced that it will be coming to Xbox Game Pass on the third of October. So it looks like this deal has been has been signed. Um so presumably for fifty million dollars or close to that to that figure. Um and then finally has Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga, which has been on Xbox Game Pass since December last year. So another one that we know the deal was actually signed. And this was estimated to have 
cost Microsoft $35 million. So again, don't know how exactly how accurate these are, but it gives you some interesting full part figures. So the other, what the big announcement beyond the, the release of Mortal Kombat 1 uh, was that live sports is now coming to max. So this was a big announcement put out by the company. They're going to be adding a new tier to max, which is going to be called the Bleacher Report tier. And Bleacher Report, I tried to do a bit of digging into. It's a, something they mentioned quite a lot in the owners course of that. And obviously I'm based in the UK, so I don't really get exposed to it. Maybe someone who's US-based and maybe younger, because that seems to be their target for it, could let me know exactly what the offering is from this um, Bleacher Report thing. But there seems to be some video component to it and also some news component. Like if I just look on their website, the Bleacher Report website, it's a pretty average looking news site. Um, not particularly, uh, not particularly amazing website either. So I'm kind of questioning whether that's the the real product they're talking about here. There's some platform, some app or something that people are, are viewing all things through. Um, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, anyway, they're calling this in a, obviously in an effort to try and make the sports offering appeal to the and to draw some of the younger audience to max, maybe. Um, they're calling it the Bleacher Report tier. And it basically, all, everything that they have, all the sports they have live access to on their cable channels, like TNT and so on, um, will be getting uh, simultaneously streamed on max as well. And there'll be um, other things, other programming around it, and now pre and post match analysis and all that kind of stuff and then um sort of video on demand things as well so um old matches and and things like that that you can and older sports related content that you can and documentaries and things like that that you can view anytime and this tier is going to be there's going to be a promotional period in which anyone who subscribed to max in the us can get this tier for free and that will be that promotional period will last until the 29th of february but then there's also going to be so so after that period, it's then going to be an add-on tier, which costing nine dollars ninety-nine cents a month. One second. Yeah, so that um it's good because there's obviously going to be a promotional period up front where um I guess it doesn't really cost them anything. It, it, the the gamble is so, if people were to suddenly cancel their cable subscriptions and move across during the promotional period, then that it would effectively cost them some money. But if people, if not, if nobody really moves across in the cable, but it draws in other people that um, weren't previously subscribed um, to Max across. Um, and now drawn because of sports it doesn't necessarily cost them much in initially um, during that promotional period but uh, yeah it is good that it is going to be an add-on tier because that, that means that people that don't want to watch the sports don't get penalized so next we have aquaman 2 
so this is this film is set for release on the 20th of December this year. And uh, I've just put a link here to the or embedded the the full length trailer if you want to have a look at that. To me, it looks looks quite good, interesting enough uh, story and and what have you. Um, but yeah, and I think if we were to look at as I've probably mentioned before, the first film did particularly well. Um, it did. I think it was the highest grossing um, DC film ever. It did uh, over $1 billion at the box office. So, yeah, I had pretty high hopes for the sequel. But, yeah, I've, I've been reading some stuff recently that has got me worried a little bit that maybe maybe things aren't going to go quite as well as I'd hoped and I've got a link to an article here um going into detail of some of those some of those concerns but just to give you some of the key things I've I've pulled out of it so the film's had multiple reshoots um partly this is because of some of the things that affected the flash as well um and Black Adam and other things like that is them cutting out scenes that had cameos from other characters that are no longer going to be in the DC universe and things like that. So they've just had to like edit plots on the fly. Think characters that have been baked into the plot have now been removed and so had to rewrite plot at the last minute, do reshoots and things like that. Obviously, adds costly uh, things to it. Um, and and part of this has been. Peter Safran coming along, who's the co-director um, of DC now, alongside James Gunn, and he's been coming along as come along as a producer for the film, and it's been evidently um, picking and choosing bits that add, well, adding his and James Gunn's um, new vision for DC uh, to the film. Uh, which had obviously largely been probably a lot of the filming had already been done um, when they came on board. So it's obviously going to be quite a messy process and costly. Um, so they've had multiple reshoots to resolve that. There also were some fairly poor receptions from what I understand from early screenings of the film. Um, so that's meant that people have wanted, they've wanted to, Change bits and pieces to make it a little bit more, um, well, yeah, to make it better re received by audiences in the future and perform better. Um, and then, of course, unfortunately, we've seen again some some talk of bad CGI, which is something that we saw with the the Flash as well, and um. And uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate to see. That was when I went to see The Flash. Um, I thought it was overall a, a good film. And there were just a couple of bits that just took me out of it when they, especially the sort of um, time warp kind of singularity stuff that was going on. The CGI was particularly bad in that bit. And some of the early stuff with the hospital with the babies and stuff is also a bit a bit weak. 
Um, just kind of not what you expect at the, this day and age. It was unfortunate because a lot of the Batman stuff, the Batman chases and later scenes and all the fight with all of um, with Supergirl and everything like that was all was all great. And I just wondered why that couldn't be replicated um, in the in the other sections. But anyway, um, yeah. So unfortunately, it sounds like there might be some similar similar concerns with Aquaman 2 um, so hopefully that stuff's getting resolved because that's definitely going to have an impact on the film if it isn't and finally the other potential negative is we've got uh, another thing that's caused reshoots as well I, I understand or certainly a bit of a lot of cutting and um, reorganizing of the film. There's the uh, the fallout from the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp um, trial, which occurred, um, which has occurred since the first Aquaman film, and this um, has meant I think they've they've basically started to they've cut her out of most of the scenes that she was originally supposed to be in, um, so her appearance is much smaller. And um, obviously, she's supposed to be like the wife of Aquaman, so <laughs> and the mother of the heir to the king, all that kind of stuff. So having her suddenly cut out of a lot of it is going to make uh, when she'd had such a large role in the previous film as well. It's going to be quite interesting um, for the plot, but we'll uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not been a great year for DC so far this year. I think a lot of it is because of the the change of direction. We're kind of having a these are all legacy projects that were kind of in place and already had plots and what have you and plans from before the the merger with Discovery. And so it's now, yeah, that they're now kind of getting we've had projects cancelled like the back. Batgirl film, I believe there was a Batgirl film that got cancelled and and a few other things um, probably as well and then you've got think, projects that are getting kind of butchered and reconfigured and ended up not doing particularly well on release um, all trying to get things moving towards um or setting things up for the for the new slate of films, which are obviously going to be much more carefully done, and will be under the things like Superman Legacy, for instance, the the first sort of really big one. I think in in the series is going to be under the direction of James Gunn. He's written the script for it and everything, so yeah, it's fully fully within their scope and and pure in that sense, I guess. Um, so hopefully, hopefully things will start getting better once we move into that. I think obviously we've we've got the what they now call in the Else World films and series like the the Joker and the Batman and what have you, um, and they're staying exactly as they are. So hopefully they'll as they come out Joker next, second Joker film next year and then I think second Batman in twenty twenty five, they're going to still hold the same feel and, and what have you and won't be impacted by these kind of um DC universe changes because they're kind of separate from the main main DCU. Um but yeah so I think that 
that wraps up Warner Bros. Discovery. Um, so yeah, moving on to Tiny Build. We saw the release of the San Rafaela DLC for Cartel Tycoon this week uh, on Friday. And this was with a price of £12.79 or $14.99. Um, but they also released it alongside a 55% discount for the base game, which I think was intended to... This is it's a, quite a standard sort of model when you release a new DLC for a game is to release launch the base game with a discount to draw players in and try and buy the two buy the two together. Um yeah drawing new players. Um yeah and as you can see from the graph below here so uh, we've got uh, a nice this this new DLC has generated a pretty nice uplift in current players taking up to sort of around the 400 mark where previously it was sort of around the 150 to 200 daily peak number um and yeah given that this is a a substantially larger volume of content um than some of the the prior updates i mean it's it's almost a new game in its own right it's an absolutely new a massive new map loads of new features new campaigns new characters everything so it's a a really sort of game changing update and um so plenty of content for people to to explore and to, to go through so i think it I, I would expect it to sort of keep things elevated for a bit longer um perhaps than some of the other ones have done just just because of how big it is um yeah it's good to see this sort of uplift because that means there's it's been sales of the dlc um so yeah all, all around i'm pretty good to see um and then i also wanted to mention i thought it i thought it'd be a good time to revisit some of the wish list rankings um for the upcoming releases from tiny build and versus evil and I've kind of these are ones I've covered before, and and uh, I've put a link here to the the previous update where I gave these numbers. I, may, I might get that up now, so we can um, we can have a look at that, do the comparison. But yeah, I've mainly chosen the the ones um, higher up in the wish list rankings, and obviously this is just Steam data. Um, there are you know there's the release pipeline is quite a bit bigger than this. But, um, yeah, the pipeline is, is quite a bit bigger than this, uh, but a lot of the other games have got lower Steam wishlist rankings, perhaps, um, and not as so many followers on Steam, but they might be games or franchises that have a much wider player base on consoles. I'm thinking things like um, Kill with Fire is probably an example of that, or Totally Reliable Delivery Services. Again, I think they did quite a bit better on consoles than on, um, and probably something like Quid to Cove as well. I expect that will do particularly well on consoles. It's a real couch kind of game. Um so yeah, the player base I expect to be quite a bit bigger on those than than on PC. Um, so yeah, let's just have a look at the the ones that we know are looking pretty, pretty 
like they've got pretty good prospects just from the Steam data that we have. So first up, we've got Streets of Rogue 2, which is now number 94 in the wishlist rankings. So, I mean, I've mentioned before, and it broke into the top 100, but we're now moving up further. And then obviously part of this is to do with, you know, games that were higher up coming out, but it does mean that new games haven't come in to replace them further up. So it's... um. Yes, yeah, it's, it's great to see. Very promising. And I'll just have a quick look to see what um, rankings were before. So, yeah, I mean, Streets of Rogue was back at 130 um, before they started really releasing a lot of the new um, footage for it. Um, so, yeah, really, really moved up quite, quite substantially. Back then we got Ferocious, now 137. So close to where Street to Rogue was. And it that was back at 146. So that's made quite a nice little move up. Um not really seeing much marketing going out for that game. Maybe I um I haven't really been following the game directly, but not seeing much through tiny build stuff. So kind of all just moving up organically with people finding it, I guess. Or or maybe there is some some more marketing going in the in the Twitter and community and so on that I'm not seeing. Um, then we've got Broken Roads, which is now 143rd. And this was back at 170th. Um, so it's really moved up. And this is this is the one that we now know the release date, I think is 12th of November, 14th of November, something like that. No, it's in November. Um, so that's looking very promising. Then we've got Sand at 247th place. And this one is still still a way off, just like Ferocious. It's still a way off. Um, though we do have some... Well, I suppose we have a little bit of footage for Sand as well. But um, then, yeah, this was back in 270th, so it's now moved up a little bit as well. Um Level zero, which is now so yeah, the um broken roads level zero are both Versival, also stray souls, which we're gonna go on to a second. And then streets of road two, ferocious and sand are all um tiny bit ones. So level zero. Um no, sorry, what was I level zero is a tiny build one as well. That's not a uh, that's not a uh, versus evil. So level zero is two hundred and ninety-third. And previously that was 318, so yeah, it's moving up nicely. And I think this one's supposed to, level zero is supposed to come out this year as well, though we don't have a concrete release date for it yet. Um yeah, so finally, stray souls, so broken roads and stray souls were the two first evil ones, is in 40 uh, uh, 459th place in the wishes rankings, and that's up from 491st. So it's still making steady progress there. I'm not sure if we have a release date for Stray Souls yet, but that is another one that's definitely coming out this year. Um, so we've so they've said. So yeah, Streets of Road Two next year, Ferocious Sand. We don't know exactly um, which year they'll be. They're a bit more ambitious ones, so I expect maybe it would be. 
maybe 2025 or towards the end of 2024. Um, I could, could be completely wrong. Ferozier's in particular did look like it was quite advanced. That's one that I don't think has got so much. Um, yeah, it hasn't got... It's not quite as ambitious, perhaps, as um, Sand or um, Edside. In that it's not quite as open world and uh, and massively multiplayer or whatever as um, as those games are intended to be or are with um, with Deadside. So um, so yeah, Ferocious might be one that we see coming up next year. But it'll be interesting to see with Sand as well whether it's one that comes out as early access, um, like Deadside has been. We've had we've had some more updates from Deadside. Um, it's taken a nice little bump in the players, but it's just a kind of a quality of life and a few bug fixes and other little things. Not any major new content um, in this latest update. But yeah, they are coming out pretty thick and fast now. I mean, I've been playing that game just for a, a few months now, really, and we've already seen something like three updates since I started. So it's been quite quite impressive the rate at which they're putting them out. Um, and we've got some pretty big ones coming up, like um, adding new a new city, possibly going to be getting at some point wheel the vehicles as well, um, new animals like wolves and things like that to worry about. Um, all sorts of all sorts of stuff coming down the track. Um, but yeah, so all looking promising from the wishlist rankings everything's moved up nicely um since the last time we looked at it and obviously we had iron future actually uh got released so i have to see um I have to see where broken roads ends up if it gets into the down to a similar level as iron future when it when it releases 135 or something i think it's got a similar it's got about something like fifteen thousand followers um anyway uh yeah finally i just wanted to mention just a final reminder that the interim results for Tiny Build are going to be released next Tuesday, the 26th. Um, there's a few different things around these uh, these results that I'm planning to attend. One is an analyst call, which will be at something like 2 in the afternoon. Um, I think that's sort of like a you have to register to get an invitation to attend to that one or whatever. Um which I have secured, so I'm hoping to I should be able to attend that one and get some to that. I don't think that's one that will be recorded and then released at a later date or anything. But then there's a wider sort of investment investor call, which anybody can just come along to. Um, you just need to sign up to investormeetcompany.com and and even if you miss it, you can come back uh and re-watch it or re-listen to it at a later date. It's kind of good if you, if you do have any questions for that, you can sort of preload a question for that. It's quite quite good to be able to do that. Um, or you can ask a question during the during the session as well. Um, and then finally, there's a another presentation occurring the next day um, with a group called Mellow Events. I think it's called like a sort of private investor community type thing. And there's a few different companies presenting um, around their sort of results and some other talks and things going on. But it's a it's a fully online event. Um, so yeah, you just sign up. I think it was like twenty quid 
to attend or something. So I've I've signed up to that as well. Um. So yeah, I'll um, I'll try and put together as much information as I can into next week's um newsletter and and videos and so on that come out subsequently. So yeah, I think that sums it up. I will um I will say goodbye now before I uh start sneezing and things again. Um apologies for any jumps in the video or audio as I was uh trying to pause things and so on. Um but anyway, yeah. I will catch you all in the next update and uh thank you all for listening. <laughs>